Hey y'all, good morning. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. So I'm going to start sharing the video. You do me a favor and you start sharing the video. Uncooperative last. Hopefully I don't have to take it off. But I sure will. Uh, I know what's going on. But stay there until we get out to the devotion. I'm like, what is that? You just don't want to act right, but it's okay. Um, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for love. Thank you for peace. I will not be distracted by it. Um, oh, thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for a fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord God, uh, for destroying yokes. Thank you, Lord God, for new beginnings. Thank you, Lord God, for a sound mind. Thank you, Lord God, for your judgment, your sobriety, your sovereignty um, for the way you feel about us. Thank you, Father God, for just new beginnings, um, a new strength. I thank you, Father God, for how you feel about your sons and your daughters. I'm probably about to take it off. It's becoming a distraction. Thank you for how you feel about your sons. Thank you for, for how you feel about your daughters. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you, Father God, for just your joy, um, for who you are to us. Um, just um, how you created us, the divinity of who you are, um, the beginning, the end. I thank you, Lord God, for just um, your mercy, brand new mercies every day. Thank you, Lord God, that you equip us with everything we need. Oh, my gosh, I thank you, Father God, just for the beauty of who you are, um, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit, for your shalom. Do me a favor. Put in the comments today. This is our confession. There is nothing broken and there is nothing missing in my life. Woo! Come on. There is nothing broken and there is nothing missing in my life. There is nothing broken there. When you have God, you have absolutely everything you need. And sometimes the enemy will try to present a picture like you don't. Like you, you no, there's nothing broken and nothing missing in my life. There's nothing broken. There's nothing missing out of my life. And wherever it looks like there's something not um, happening, woo, God is in the midst. There's nothing broken. There's nothing missing out of my life. Woo! Because the enemy loves to paint that picture. There's nothing broken. There's nothing missing out of my life. Y'all keep sharing the devotional. I'm just telling you, there's nothing broken. There's nothing missing out of my life. So I want to say thank you to those of y'all who attended Girl Talk yesterday. Listen, I didn't wake up the same. I, I didn't wake up in the same. 
I woke up this morning, normally 3.30 pulls on me. Like when I get to the 3.30, it's hard, right? It's not easy. It's what I'm supposed to do, but it's not easy. So normally when I get, thank you, thank y'all. Normally when I get to the 3.30, there's like a tug or a pull. This morning I woke up and it was like a newness had entered and God had been saying to me, you know, we're in a new season. But this morning, like I felt the new season. Like this morning, I really, 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 thank you, Betty said it was fire. Um, this morning, I felt the new season. This morning, I felt the power of God. This morning, I, uh, Tanisha said it was beyond awesome. Katrina said it was freedom. Man, it's like Grace stepped in that room and just started flipping things around for us supernaturally. And it was just like, my God, God, like, my man, I just, I know there's a difference. I know that God is shifting. I know that God is changing. I know that God is shaping. I know that God is doing something supernatural. And even if you don't understand it or say you don't feel it, I'm telling you we're working. <laughs> um, Sam said it was so good. She wish she could have stayed the end. I know, Sam, I saw you walking through out the door. I was like, bye, Sam. And they needed two days. This was a life-changing moment. It just was. God brought in a fresh wind. God brought in a fresh touch. And I have, man, I've been in all kinds of conferences. I'm just going to be real. I've been in all situations. I've been at some of the most famous things ever. Been before Bill Winston. Been in Jake's house. Like, But yesterday, there was an, an anointing that rested in that room that I know destroyed yokes, that I know uh, change lives that I know, uh, was working and moving. Like it's just, so when I woke up this morning, it was just like, there was an insurmountable around of peace and I'm in peace usually. Like I love my life, right? Even the difficult places of my life, I still love it. But there was like this unusual settling and peace over me. That's like, oh, we definitely in the next season. So I want to go back to something. I need to share something with you because it's just such a prophetic season in my life. And I want to speak according to the Lord. So we're going to go back over to Mark 5. And I want to give you something the Lord had me dealing with. And I mentioned it in the room yesterday. Like I mentioned it in the room. Yes. And then the women on the panel, it was just so much. It was just the right atmosphere conducive to faith. Um, it just was. And it didn't end in like two hours either. We were there like four for four hours. Like we were there for till one, like till almost two o'clock. Like we just possessed the time and it was worth it. Like it was worth it. That was worth it. So I need to go back to something because I mentioned it yesterday in the room, but I need to mention it here on the devotional because I have a specific word for today, right? Like, um, <laughs> and the Lord has been dealing with me the number about the number 12, right? The woman with the issue of blood suffered for 12 years. And then it is denoted in scripture that the young girl, that woo, that God, that when Jesus spoke, get up, woo, Lord, I thank you for whatever it is you're releasing this morning that is restoring order in our life. There will be nothing broken, nothing missing, and nothing lacking. Thank you, Father God, for the season that we have entered in. My God, that you bestow upon us much grace that there is a newness coming to us today, that we receive it by faith and that we experience all of your power, 
Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Thank you for revelation in your word. Thank you for significant and swift changes. Thank you for your power that rests on our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Rhonda said it was worth every minute it was. So, um, come on, God. So this is what God gave me for today. There's something very significant about the number 12, right? Um, And I need you just to kind of track me in this and take good notes. 12 is one of the foundations of scripture. Um, 12 is recorded 189 times in the King James translation. Um, It's found most in Chronicles and then Revelation. Um, (laughs) The word 12 is also found an additional 23 times. What happens both of these women and this girl are at the end of themselves. Both of these women and the young girl that Jesus says, oh, she's not dead, she's asleep. She'll she'll know the desperation of what she needs, but her father does. My God, she doesn't know the desperation of what she needs, but her father, come on, Lord, speak through me, but her father does. So we find both of them at the end of themselves. 12 symbolizes God's power and his authority. My God. And for y'all, some of y'all, I'm not saying you're going to have to be in this thing for 12 years. I'm saying symbolically, you are coming into a time of God's power and God's authority. This is also the perfect governmental foundation. This is the season and the time where God rules and reigns. The number 12 also symbolizes completeness or wholeness. So for the woman with the issue of the blood, blood, This, what has happened in her life is getting ready to come into the completeness of God. Man couldn't do it. Medicine couldn't do it. Her money couldn't do it. Like you need to understand when God invades and enter a situation, when you come to the end of yourself, when you really surrender Like when you really, 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 really surrender and let a thing go. It's it's not you giving up hope. It's not you giving up faith. It's actually you coming to a rest where the government of man ends. Baby, I'm finna run. And the government of God takes over. So let me give it to you in another way. Where heaven invades earth. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These moments denote or signify them coming to the end of themselves. So that the government of God, the completeness of God can take over your life. You have got to enter a space with God. Where you come into complete and total surrender. Listen, here you go. 
Here go the dream. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, here go the dream. I, I'm giving it to you. you. You said it. It was for me. You said I'm supposed to do it. But guess what? I can't do it. Here you go. Here go the marriage. You told it. Told me it was for me. <laughs> but I can't do it. <laughs> and I'm going to completely take my hands off of it. Because I know that I can't do it. And it is not me losing control. It is God gaining control. I remember when I was in such a hard place with Judah this summer. I was. Man, he wanted to leave. I was willing to let him go. Pack up your bags and go, boo-boo, if you're not happy here. I was in such a hard place with him this summer. And finally, I stopped trying all my tactics, all my techniques, all of what I thought was going to be effective. And I said, God, there is a solution. You have wisdom for everything. I am at the end of myself. And he says, good. This is where my grace begins. Woo! And I asked him, I said, I need you to know, I need to know what happens in this. Like, what do I need to? I wanted to control the situation in the natural. And God was bringing me into a different level alignment to understand the grace. And so God just simply says to me, be quiet. I said, huh? Like, repeat yourself. Be quiet. Don't say nothing else. And I'm like, Lord, but you see him. And he's like, absolutely. And I see you too. Woo! And you struggling with something that you don't have the power of the, or the authority for. Woo! <laughs> you struggling with something that you don't have the power or the authority for. Woo! You in a fight. <laughs> yeah, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Woo! And a lot of times we're responding to the flesh and blood. Woo! We responding to the, the, the physical things of the sickness. We responded to the physical thing of the lack. And here God is saying this thing that you wrestling against, it's not flesh and blood. It's not a flesh and blood battle. Woo! It's a spiritual thing. Woo! It's a spirit, like it's a spiritual thing that's happening. And the government of God, the order of God needs to invade the situation. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, so what's the wisdom? He says, your wisdom is to close your mouth and to extend him the same grace that you would want me to extend you. So, so little signs started happening. Lord, I feel your power on this. Transform us to the next level. Take us to the next level in our thinking. I thank you, Lord God, that you are releasing what we need. So little signs began to happen. And one day he was doing something and I'm looking at him and he is just, I don't know if his mouth was flipped and I just get quiet and I just look at him for a second and he looks back at me and he says to me, mama, don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to find myself again. And he kissed me on my forehead and he said, thank you for being patient with me. The enemy, 
we won't even have a battle or a war that we need to enter into. But because we are so used to fighting things on our own terms and in our own ways, we'll enter into warfare and battle when God is like, follow my lead. And because we love to control, our flesh loves to control. Our flesh likes, it, listen, it said the woman with the issue of blood, it says she had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. She had spent everything she had had and was not helped at all. <laughs> On the contrary, she became worse. <laughs> Having heard about Jesus, she came up by, I'm just going to be honest, the situation with Judah and I was just getting worse and worse and worse. He was packing his bags. He was going to run away. Like it just kept getting worse, it kept getting more intense. The more I operated in my strength, the more worse it got. <laughs> and then finally, I thought to sought, seek, let me see God on this. Let me see God on this. Let me really see God on this. And the wisdom seemed so absurd. It seemed so absurd. It seemed so outside of what I needed to do. I need to discipline him. I need him to understand where I'm coming from. And God is like, no, you need to be quiet. <laughs> Close your mouth. You need me in on this situation. You need me involved in this situation. You need to trust no matter how intense it is, no matter how long it's, it's been, woo, that I have the authority and the power over everything. Proverbs 21 says he has the heart of the king. So many of y'all are saying y'all just got your answer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My God, y'all doing, my God, I thank you. Like, you need to understand you are fighting something you were never intended to fight. <laughs> and because we don't understand the sufficiency of grace in a situation, we'll think we're void of power. When actually the real power is about to step in. You need the power of God on this. And it's going to happen at a total of total surrender. I want to give you something. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, thank you, 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 thank you. You've been, you've been struggling with this thing unnecessarily. <laughs> Come on, y'all. This is how you get the grace. <laughs> this is how you tap into the grace. <laughs> This, this is this is how you get the grace. This is how you tap into the grace. <laughs> there is grace for everything that you've been called to. There is, there is grace. There is grace for everything. And we quote it. Woo! At the place there is tension. Woo! Apprehension to pray should not be your next answer. Your next answer shouldn't be, I'm going to solve it on my own. When there is tension, your driven ability to kingdom should be that you pray. <laughs> Ooh. 
This is when Christ's power woo, is going to be released in the situation. 2 Corinthians 12. <laughs> Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This, this when I am weak, I am strong. This, this, this is this is it. For when I am weak, I am strong. It doesn't come from me and tapping myself out. No, it comes from me admitting I don't have enough. It comes from me totally surrendering it. It comes from me stepping back out of the situation. Woo! Go back up, skip back up. He says, <laughs> this is Paul saying, <laughs> he said, therefore, so that I would not exalt myself. <laughs> Can I tell you something? There are things that have been assigned to my life that I know keep me in a certain humility <laughs> because I know that I would be absolutely nothing without God. I know that this situation can occur without God. I know that this ministry doesn't happen without God. I know that my finances doesn't happen without God. I know that success with my children doesn't happen. I'm, I got a son in prison. That's a very hard place to be in. I can't protect. I can't provide. I can't intervene. Got my hands are completely off of this situation. But guess what? I can pray. He called me last night talking about a very tough place he was in. And I said, let me tell you something. This, I, I just, for some, some rose up in me. This is not the end of you. This is not the end of your situation. I do not want you to get settled where you are. I don't want you to get satisfied because he kept saying, I can't get peace. I said, that's because you are trying to find peace and other things. And you need to go see the only one that can bring and give you peace. You are trying to do whatever you're trying to do in your own strength. And it's taxing you out. It's overwhelming you. It's bringing you into a state of confusion. But I have seen you operate. I have seen you. I have seen you surrender a thing to God and the power of God. He was like, well, just, just, he was just right. Well, just pray my protection. Your protection has already been prayed for. Can't nothing happen to you. You're my seed. Your future has not happened yet. Your appointed time has not happened yet. I set angels around you every night. You got goons that will protect you. Do not let the enemy pull you into fear because it'll make you make a foolish decision. Trust that even in the darkest situation, even in the bleakest situation, that God is working for you. So this is Paul, whatever this thorn is. He pleaded with the Lord three times. He says that it would leave me. Let this thing go away from me. Let this thing go away from me. Let this thing go away from me. I'm just paraphrasing. And God comes back in and he says, but I need you. He says, he says, he says, but he said this to me. 
He didn't say, I'm going to take it away. He didn't say, I'm going to change it. He didn't say, I'm going to remove it. And we don't know what that thorn was. Could have been a sin. I don't know. Could have been a sin. This is what he says. He says, Paul, I know this thing is bothering you. But here's what you need to understand. I got good purposes with you in mind. Woo! And this thing that's going on in your life is positioned so that you could seek me with everything in you. I know it's hard. I know it's been difficult. But I've already told you in my word that I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. I've already told you. My God, I do not leave you. I do not forsake you. I already told you all things are working together for the good of those that love the Lord. And he says to him, he says, look, I love you. But my grace is sufficient. God is all sufficient, all knowing and all seeing. Many of us have learned self-sufficiency. There is self, many of us have learned self-sufficiency as a way of living. <laughs> and God is like, no, I am doing this. And can I tell you what's happening for some of y'all who feel like you're in a trial? The anointing for the assignment, baby, you finna make me wrong. The anointing for the assignment is increasing on your life. Ooh! I'm going to give you something else about this number 12. And I'm just going to tell you what the Lord told me. The anointing for the assignment. Oh, my God. The anointing for the assignment is increasing over your life and your difficulties. The grace of God, both situations, can accomplish what you've been trying to accomplish for so long. The grace of God can come in and accomplish what you've been trying to accomplish in one day. Woo! The grace of God can come in and accomplish what you've been trying to accomplish in one day. <laughs> it's where, when you come to the end of yourself, it's where you're going to experience his perfect power. It wasn't in me flexing my muscles or showing my authority or uh, backing Judah down or being, oh, I remember I'm your parent. No, it was in me closing my mouth, listening to the wisdom of God and allowing the grace of God to give me the sufficiency of what I needed for a particular situation. We often try to operate in our authority. It's a self-sufficient behavior. Both these situations show them at the end of themselves Woo! but the lord is like the situation you fighting you dealing with that feels taxed that feels overwhelming my power needs to be seen my hand needs to be discovered Woo! my provision 
needs to be, you ain't, you ain't. Go back to the number 12. Again. Twelve people are specially noted in the Bible as being anointed for a unique task or responsibility. As I was reading this morning, I'm like, God, when we come come into the government or the completion or the end of ourselves, the anointing, the grace that we need is released on our lives to keep going. When we see the woman with the issue of blood, immediately it says, after 12 years, she's done suffering. Daughter, go get, you're healed. <laughs> your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. You heal from your affliction. <sighs> That's new life. Do you, can you imagine what our, how our life is about to change? She can now be with people. Her, her finances are about to change. Her health is changing. Her mental is changing. Everything in her life is changing because she came to the end of herself. Because she decided that this moment was Jesus, which could have cost her her life. You need to understand this. This moment could have cost her her life. She was not supposed to be in public. But she decided that this moment with Jesus was the only thing she could grab for, the only thing that she could hold on to. And then we, here we see Jairus in, I'm going to call it intercession, or in position for his daughter, who doesn't even probably understand the necessity of the miracle she needs. That it appears is a very grave, dead situation. But at 12 years old, she experiences the completeness of God, the government of God, the wholeness of God. And at 12, even to some, they may tell her, oh, you know, her life ended at 12. No, at 12, the resurrection power fell on her and changed her story. God's, God's power is unlimited. To your situation. God's power is unlimited to your situation. Let me say it one more time. God's power is unlimited to your situation. And whatever it looks like ain't ain't and ain't even good work, ain't been worked out. God is doing something in the midst. And he will sustain you. One of my friends said the other day, she said, I realized something. I'll always want immediate relief from pain. And I told her, I said, get it. Most of us do. But what I've learned in my most painful places, I am growing in my relationship with God. Because I am learning where I have been so self-sufficient. And the dependency on God changes when I come to the end of myself. And I release 
myself from the burden of trying to take care of Lakeisha. And I release myself from the burden of trying to be responsible for my children. And I release myself from the burden of making anything happen in my singleness. And I release myself from the burden of trying to provide for myself because I know God is a good provider. I tell God everything day, Lord help. Lord help. Lord, I need you to help me. I can't do this. Lord, I, I need you to help. I don't have the capacity for this. Lord, I need you to help me be a better parent. Lord, I need you to help me be a better friend. Lord, I need you to lead this ministry. I don't have the, I don't have enough in me for this. I don't, I don't have enough. I don't, I don't, I'm not the per I'm not. It's you. I need your unlimited power in my life. I have finally entered a season in my life where I am at the end of myself. And what I am experiencing is the shalom of God. And even if it doesn't look like it's manifested or showed in the, in the natural, I know in the spiritual that God is already doing something. He's doing, he's doing something. And so when my flesh tries to tell me I need to take care of it, I don't. This ain't mine. He said, come unto me, all who are heavy laden. Right? So you can rest. Well, if I'm not resting, then I ain't brought it to him yet. Because there's an exchange every time. We bring it to God. He grabs hold of it and we get the peace and we get the power. We get the protection and we get the provision. Lakeisha who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I'm going to tell you something. Today as I was getting ready, the Lord said to me, he said, something that needs to end will end today. And then there'll be a new beginning. Woo! I don't know what that looks like in your life. But I just begin to thank him for things ending and things beginning. Something that needs to end. You're coming in because of your act of surrender. Because of your decision to surrender, because of your decision to put it all down, to lay it all to rest, something will end today. Ooh, and there'll be a new beginning. Believe you receive when you pray. Father, I thank you for the things that need to end, the doors that need to close, the assignments that are over. Make us aware of where you have shifted so that we can walk in our new beginnings. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. 
and we'll be back here in the morning at 6 a.m. Lord, I thank you for every fresh start and new beginning. I thank you there can see, hear, and understand the season that they're in. I thank you, Father God, that they let go of the grief and the mourning and begin to praise and worship, that they throw off the the, the garment of heaviness and they receive newness in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you so much. God loves you so much more. Back here at 6 a.m. I see new beginnings. I see new beginnings. I see new beginnings. I see new beginnings. Y'all gonna have some testimonies to tell. I see new beginnings. 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 Lord, I thank you. And don't worry about what you're leaving behind or it's not, you're not losing anything. You're walking into a new beginning. See y'all in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.